0: Listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves.
1: Hi, everyone, it's a daily 10 minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 8th of December, 2021. Later, will there be a share market rally or a Santa rally on the share market this year because of what we've seen over the past few weeks? But first, let's start with changes potentially to Australia's payment system. The federal government seeking to make some of the largest reforms in the nation's payment systems in a quarter of a century. Remember, the regulation governing payments was designed in the 1990s. Back then, it was much more about cash, cheques and credit cards. But they're obviously now new payment types and their use is significant. For example, every day there are around 55 million cashless transactions worth about $650 billion. And that includes things like online purchases, tap and go and salary transfers. More than 800,000 people have owned a form of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, something which was in its infancy a decade ago, and there are five million buy now, pay later accounts. The Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, spoke earlier at the Australia-Israel Chamber of Commerce and outlined a number of changes he's seeking. Firstly,
0: we're modernising our payment system so that there is a much broader definition of what is a payment system. Right now, buy now, pay later is not subject as a payment system. We will be therefore able to greater transparency around prices and we'll be able to ensure a more level playing field for access to new entrants. And the Treasurer will have more authority to make those decisions about designation of new payment systems. Secondly, With respect to cryptocurrency, we're going to require that if you're a business buying and selling cryptocurrency, you have to have what is called an AFSL, an Australian Financial Services Licence. Because we want consumers to be able to have the certainty and the integrity that when they're engaging in this trade, that the intermediaries, the parties that they're dealing with, have that AFSL and that licence and therefore that oversight. And finally, we're going to work with the Reserve Bank of Australia to assess the feasibility of Australia having its own central digital currency backed by the Reserve Bank. Now, China is leaning in in that area. Other small countries have moved in that area. But Australia would be one of the first globally to take such action.
1: Now, of course, the uh, the Reserve Bank today did also uh, make a, a bit of a statement on it. It released a, a research report that took about a year and found that such a currency, a a um, a central bank digital currency, had merit for use in wholesale financial market transactions, so that's things like the money markets, and could lead to efficiency gains. So some developments there. Let's go now to the Australian share market, which rose for a fourth consecutive day. The S&P ASX 200 up 1.3% to 7,405. Zip, the best performer on the 200, up almost 11% on the back of a profit upgrade. And the miners also did very well as the iron ore price continued to climb. For more, I spoke earlier with Niv Dagan. He is the founder at Peak Asset Management.
2: It's to do with the the RBA and the tapering program. Uh, RBA did come out saying interest will remain low. We're seeing the NASDAQ up over 3% in US trades, really strong job reports, retail sales are strong, and the market's expecting a strong uh, COVID-led recovery uh, leading into Christmas.
1: Well, the market's been up dramatically over the past few days. Before that, there were some swings the other way, some falls. So can we expect continued volatility?
2: Yeah, well, it'll come down to supply shortages. I mean, obviously, the market's very nervous about Omicron and the impact that has across uh, co- called the COVID-led recovery, especially in the retail space and the transportation space. So we are expecting some volatility, but overnight we saw the VIX, which is a measure of volatility, 4 by 11% to show that the market's actually becoming a little bit more risk on at the moment.
1: You know what normally happens this time of year? A Santa rally. Should we expect one this time?
2: Carter, interest rates are still low. I mean, the RBA did come out saying that they're not going to raise interest rates anytime soon. Uh, Cash is still cheap. I mean, fiscal stimulus is still in play. Uh, We believe that there will be a a, a Santa-led rally this year. And uh, uh, consumers should be a lot more optimistic leading into the end of the year.
1: So given that we did see a fair bit of selling over the past few weeks, I guess there'd be some bottom feeders out there or some um, uh, investors looking for opportunities. So where do you see those opportunities at the moment?
2: That's a good question. I mean, we've seen gains across commodities. So oil was up about 4%, iron ore up 8% in uh, late trade. So we've seen commodities, especially on the back of the recovery. That's really important. The, The big standouts for the sectors in 2021, telecommunications up 25%. Uh, this year. Uh, Consumer discretionary up 19% and healthcare up 7%. So those sectors we believe will perform continued strongly leading into first quarter next year.
1: And given this may be the last time I speak to you this year, can we take a look back at the year that was, 2021? What do you think were the key pieces of market news or themes for the year?
2: Ricardo, it was all about the metaverse uh, in the last month or two. So all about the disorganisation of assets, the NFTs, the cryptocurrencies obviously were really, really strong in the headlines. Um, Lithium-ion batteries and electrical vehicle sales were up through the roof. Uh, we're expecting that theme to continue. And also what we are seeing is health tech, med tech, and also carbon capture and the whole zero emissions and moving to renewables. So they're really the big focal points as we head into Q1 2022.
1: Niv Dagan there from Peak Asset Management.